there's people, and I've been this in the past, who it's almost like the things I could control, I would never take responsibility for. But the things I couldn't control, that's the stuff I would talk about. That's why people gossip is because it's just easier. That's the simple answer. But at the end of the day, we're all avoiding something within ourselves. Because when you take responsibility for something that is in your control and then don't actually act on it, it hurts your self-esteem. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 865, One Huge Reason Many Relationships Are Toxic. We were talking about self-worth in that episode. Today, for episode number 866, it is Strategy Saturday. Stop worrying about what you can't control. We're going to talk about the three buckets, not to be confused with the five buckets. Yes, the five buckets, that's a different framework about your associations. This is the three buckets of concern, is what they're called. So I have a client I was on the phone with this past Saturday, and as all of us know, there's a lot going on in the world with regard to COVID. Some countries are closing down again. Some countries are opening up. In the U.S., some states are doing one thing. Other states are doing another. So there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of lack of clarity of what the future looks like. And whenever there's a lot of uncertainty in a very short amount of time, people get overwhelmed. And we did an episode on that already, so I won't go into that. But this client in particular, I believe, was concerning themselves with things that were too far outside of his control. And so we did something that we call the next level life map. And it's this simple framework where you put your name in the center of a page and then you put all of your concerns around it. And you think of the center as sort of the tree and then the concerns, these are the things that are feeding or bleeding you. It's kind of like the root system of the tree. But if you're focusing on things that you can't control, and have no influence over, you're going to feel like crap. And when you feel like crap, you're going to act like crap. And when you act like crap, your results are going to be crap, which is going to make you feel even worse. And so we want to flip that process. So I'm on the phone with him and I said, how often are you focusing on things that are outside of your control that you have no control or influence over? He said, honestly, a lot lately. So in Canada, this client's from Canada, there's a lot of political issues going on regarding trucks in and out of the country and COVID regulations and politics and all kinds of stuff. And this client, from my perspective, God bless his heart, was overwhelming himself with all of this information that is, pertains to things that he, quite frankly, doesn't have any control over, aside from his vote and maybe the ability to protest. You know, there's not a lot you can do, especially when it's so cold up in Canada. And so I illuminated these three buckets, and that's what we want to illuminate on this episode. The first one is simple. These are the things that you have control over. Okay, what you say and don't say, 
what you think and don't think, what you feel and don't feel, believe it or not, what you believe, and then most importantly, what you do and what you don't do. And all of these things, if you ever study any cognitive behavioral therapy, all of these things lead into one another and they all leak into your identity as well. But that's the first bucket, things you have control over, what you say, think, do, feel, and believe, and what you don't say, don't do, don't think, don't feel, and don't believe, number one. Number two, second bucket, things you have influence over. So no, I cannot control what Kevin thinks right now, but I can influence it. So this is the influence bucket. So if I say purple turtle with a red cowboy hat on, I can influence whether or not Kevin thinks about a purple turtle with a red cowboy hat on. (laughs) Interesting image, right? (laughs) I'm thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. So I can influence Kevin, but I can't control him. I can't say, Kev, go draw that right now. You have to do that because we live, I'm virtual. I can't control his actions. Only he can. Okay. So that's the second one. You have influence over other people and what other people say, think, do, feel, and believe. You have influence over policy with your vote. You have influence over other people. If you protest, if something you're against, you have influence over others with what you say might affect what they say. Having courage, all kinds of things. Okay. Things you have control over is bucket one. Things you have influence over, bucket two. I think I may have just swallowed a bug. (laughs) That is actually hilarious. Third bucket, right in the middle of my buckets here. Third bucket, things you have no control and no influence over. Uh, like, like bugs, for example, the, the just <laughs> whether or not you throat. swallow a bug mid-podcast, things I have no control or no influence over. No, technically I do. Uh, apparently my plant needs needs help. You need, just a water a that, you need to water that thing. Kev, you want to hold some space while I drink some water here? Yeah, I'll, I'll hold some space. I have a really good story about this and I think it's different. I I think another thing too is you might be at the point where you have something that you can control. You do the due diligence on that. And then you get to the point where you have influence over it. You can do something about that. And then your, your final step is not having control or influence, which will be my story. (laughs) I'm in a great mood. I am. I'm in a great mood. That was, that was hilarious. Yeah. That was something. You want to, are you done? Are you no, 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 I'll keep going. I'll keep okay. going. We apologize. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. third bucket, things you have no control, no influence over. This is what, um, someone tweets, what someone else posts on social media, whether or not the policies in your government are ideal. There's certain things. And again, you do have a vote and you can, um, protest and things like that. So there are always things that you can do to influence things, but to a smaller extent. So I don't have any control or any influence over uh, whether or not it's cold in Canada right now. Okay. So that third bucket is where you, you want to spend a lower amount of your consciousness, your attention, your concern. We all have a circle of concern. So have you ever been to a party where you had a huge zit on your face and you're very concerned about other people seeing this big zit? That's a circle of concern. Most of your focus is on what other people think of your zit when the other people's focus has nothing to do with it. They're not, they don't care about a zit on your face. They're worried about how they look. They're worried about what they're, they're saying and what they're doing and how, they, how they're operating, right? So your circle of concern dictates what you focus on. What you focus on dictates what you feel 
and what you feel dictates what you do and what you do dictates the quality of your life. And so, so what we want to talk about on this episode and, and getting back to my original client here, I asked him, I said, what's going to happen if you keep allowing your consciousness to focus on all these things going on in Canada that you can't do anything about, right? Meanwhile, you have these amazing children, you have an amazing wife, you're selling your home, you're going to be moving, like you have all these projects you want to do, focus your efforts there. Your future is not going to get brighter if you concern yourself with all these other things that are totally outside your influence, totally outside your circle of concern, uh, your circle of control. And But your future will be brighter if you take back control of your mind. So that's what we want to say to every listener, every viewer. Take back control of your mind. Even right now, you are listening or watching a podcast that can help your future improve. We're not hijacking your attention on useless nonsense information. We're trying to help you take back control of your future through these three buckets and through through teachings uh, at Next Level U. Hey, Kevin, Kim here. Just wanted to send you a video to say thank you so much for your help on creating the Peaceful Productivity Podcast. You know, I couldn't have done it without you. I knew you'd be lots of great help with the technical aspects of getting the podcast going, but you went well above and beyond that. You helped me with the strategy and you gave me all kinds of really great support. You know, I think the key to success in business is a great attitude and you have that in spades. You really walk the walk. So thanks again. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Believe it or not, I have been to court one time in my life. And this is a story I've never told on the podcast before. So I used to live in Boston with one of my ex-girlfriends and we had a falling out with the people we were living with. We had roommates who it was their place. We moved in with them and we found out pretty quickly that that relationship wasn't what we thought it was. And it just, it was somewhat of a toxic place to, to live. So we ended up finding the place that I moved to in New Hampshire originally, where I always talk about New Hampshire and how I live there. And we found the, the place pretty quickly and we told them, I think a week before we moved, we said, Hey, we're leaving. We're going to be moving up to New Hampshire. Good riddance and best of luck basically is kind of how it went. We had a falling out with this couple. So it wasn't, it wasn't a beautiful thing. And we moved up to New Hampshire. We got all our furniture we got the TV set up. We got groceries in the fridge. Everything is awesome. And I remember one day I got a, a note in the mail from the Massachusetts court system that said I had to appear, my girlfriend and I at the time had to appear in court because there was a landlord dispute. So the people that we lived with took us to court and said that since we were tenants of theirs, we had to give some sort of notice before we moved. And from the second I received that in the mail, I was losing my mind. I was researching tenancy laws. I was researching landlord laws. I was figuring out the loopholes. And I realized very quickly that there wasn't much I could do about this. No matter what, there was two things I could do. I could either pay them for damages. That's in quotations. So however many months they felt they were owed, I could pay that in one lump sum, or I could appear in court and we could have a settlement in front of a judge. And I was freaking out. I was Googling. I was so terrified that I kept focusing on it. And looking back, I realized that this was mostly something I couldn't change and I didn't have influence over. Unless I wanted to change it by paying them off, then I could. But if I was going to go to court, there was very little I could do. I could prepare with paperwork and that. That was pretty much it. And 
I think it was two months away. So it wasn't like, hey, you're going to appear in court next week. I had two months to ruminate over this. We end up going to court. It gets dismissed. It's totally fine. Simple, easy. They didn't do their due diligence. So we walked out of there and it was fine. Nothing happened. We had to pay for the last month, which we were already intending on doing. There was no big deal. The lesson of this story for me is if you're somebody out there who deals with this a lot in your head, when you're catastrophizing something that hasn't yet happened and may not happen, you get to deal with the anxiety twice instead of once. So not only was I super anxious and super overwhelmed walking into that courtroom, but I had already been through that scenario many, many, many times in my head. And then the part two of this is, and this is what I was saying when Alan asked me to hold space, but I wasn't really able to go through my thought process because I hadn't thought of it yet. At one point, yeah, maybe you can control it. And then after you're done controlling, so for me, getting my paperwork in order, okay? That was me controlling it. The next step for me influencing it was, okay, let's make sure we're there early. Let's make sure we're dressed nicely. Let's make sure we're connected and we have our story down. Awesome. And then the final step, when the roller coaster goes off the edge, there is no control and no influence. You did your due diligence. So I would say make sure you're doing the prep work before the things if it is something that you can actually influence or control. If you're out there right now, sit down and figure out, okay, what are all my things? What are the things over my head? What are the things that I'm worried about? And put them into one of these buckets and then continue practicing that. I always say this too, best case, worst case, most likely scenario. That's another good practice for something like this to help you get through it. If you can't control something and you're spending a ton of energy, you're spending a ton of focus, that focus and energy could go to something else that you can control. And this is the last thing I'll say. There's... It almost seems, and Alan, I'm curious to your your perspective on this. There's people, and I've been this in the past, who it's almost like the things I could control, I would never take responsibility for. But the things I couldn't control, that's the stuff I would talk about. And I, I don't want to say complain because I don't want to you know say you're complaining, but maybe I'd complain about the stuff I couldn't change and I would just overlook completely the stuff I could. That's you know? common. Yeah. It's very Why? common. So it's it's a part of human nature and it's fear. So taking responsibility for the things that you can control is scary. And our mind tries to convince us to focus on things that are outside of our control because it's easier and safer. It, it keeps you in the comfort zone. So for example, if if you're worried about, you know, things that you can't control like the weather or different things like that, it, it muddies the water of your mind to take away focus from the things that you actually could take action on. It's a defense mechanism. There's something called Adlerian psychology that I've been looking into a lot. There's Sigmund Freud, there's Carl Jung, and then there's Adler. And I've been trying to understand the differences between each. Sigmund Freud is mostly about the past and past conditioning and trauma. Carl Jung is a lot more about the past and the present. And then Adlerian is all about the future. And so from an Adlerian psychology perspective, the reason why you're concerning yourself with a bunch of things that are outside your control and you're not taking responsibility for the things in your control is actually a defense mechanism because it keeps you safe. It keeps you from looking in the mirror so, for example, if you'd rather complain about how fast food is making everyone overweight versus actually getting a gym membership 
and making sure that you train in the gym every day and then talking on social media so you can inspire others to do the same. One of them takes a lot of effort and would force you to look in the mirror and really, really do hard necessary work on yourself. The other one is easier to just complain and gossip. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why people gossip is because it's just easier. That's the simple answer. But at the end of the day, we're all avoiding something within ourselves. Because when you take responsibility for something that is in your control and then don't actually act on it, it hurts your Mm self-esteem. But when you do act on it, it builds your self-esteem. And so that's hopefully what we can get everyone to do. So um, I have something that's going to pop up on the screen right here. There you go. Ooh, Ooh, would you look at that? Go ahead. Would you look at that? Yeah, would you just so look at So what just it? popped up on the screen for those of you listening, not on YouTube, it says, join us at our first ever live event of the year, March 26th, 2022 in Worcester, Mass. Next Level Live is finally here. We've been talking about this for years, but then we ended up doing Confident Women's Consortium. We did Your World Within Live. We did Top Notch Live. Now it's time for Next Level Live. Way back in the day, FYI, it was going to be called Hyperconscious Live, but then we rebranded to Next Level yep. University, so now it's Next Level Live. So this this has been a long time coming. 50 tickets, four speakers, small, intimate setting, amazing venue. I mean, I looked at the pictures. This place is really expensive and really, really nice. Uh, very professional, super excited. So continental breakfast will be served. Imagine this, you're in a room. You have from 8 a.m., the first speaker goes on stage until 12 p.m. You are just learning and you are immersed with other next level people. We have a break midday. We have a Q&A panel at the end. It's going to be absolutely extraordinary. If you feel alone in your growth journey, if you feel alone in your goals and dreams, if you feel misunderstood when it comes to learning personal development, listening to podcasts, trying to better yourself, trying to go to the gym, trying to have amazing, magnificent relationships, trying to achieve goals and dreams, being entrepreneurial. If you feel alone in that, this community, being around it in person, it's sort of like watching us on YouTube versus being at the concert or listening to us on a podcast versus being at the concert. Come to the concert. If you're local in New England, it is $97 per ticket. We will, no matter what, sell this out. So get your ticket immediately. Alessandro created a magnificent landing page, and it will be in the show notes below. And if you are not local and unable to make that, don't think that, oh, you know what? There's no opportunity for me. I can't make that event. I cannot continue getting to the next level. We have a free course that Alan and I spent an entire day recording, and we took years of our self-improvement journey and broke it into five easy-to-digest modules. You can take it at your own speed. You can save it. You can take it later. It'll always be yours, and it is totally free. You can find that on our website as well as in the show notes below tomorrow. Hold on. For episode number 867, we sat down with Mike Michalowicz. He wrote Profit First. He has a lot of, a lot of, a lot of books. And he's been an entrepreneur for a long time. So we leaned into entrepreneurship and we haven't recorded it yet. So I'm sure it was fire. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And we will talk to you with Mike tomorrow. Please reach out. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at ALazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.